Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Woo! You're listening to PHLY Flyers. That's right, PHLY. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Joining me tonight is none other than JP Zapata. JP, go. good to see you. And see uh, maybe you're the good luck charm because <laughs> it's been over two years. It has been the first time in nine games the Flyers were 0-8 against the Carolina Hurricanes. Their last eight attempts. It was uh, November 12th, 2021. Wow. The last time they beat this team. Where were you? <laughs> Probably did a post game and was like, oh, this is that was a good one. Way to go, Vino's Flyers. I bet we're going to be back in the playoffs this year. And yeah, we all know how that it was a few weeks later he was fired. Uh, but that's how long it has been since the Flyers beat the Hurricanes but they do it tonight and it was a hell of a game now Carter Hart makes his return he missed a few games with the mid-body injury it looks like he's ready to come back not so fast I wasn't able to play in Anaheim or in LA because of food poisoning ate some bad fish apparently out on the west coast Uh, but before the Flyers come home before they wrap up the uh, before they wrap up the trip they stopped in Carolina and he gets a big win. Uh, only allows the one goal. Cashes yeah. our over 29 and a half shot. Uh, saves prop. That's the most important thing Carter hey. Art did tonight. <laughs> but I was just happy to see him back. And it doesn't look like sure. he uh, didn't look too rusty. Yeah, this was, a, this was a good overall win. And, you know, Stanley Cobb, come on, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> three straight. Great performances, including this one. This one was different, though. Obviously, you didn't put up six goals, but... Defensively, it felt like they were very strong, and Carolina kept pressuring. You know, after the Coots uh, breakaway, that you know, I don't know what the heck happened there with Coots, and obviously the Canes come back on the other end. So Daniel did have a nice little seed, and they obviously get on the board. It's a hell of a pass. It he, was. He played a good game tonight. He did, and you're feeling you know a little on edge, like all right, here we go. They're the Canes are about to reel off two more goals. We're about oh, to head into extras. It, it really, I think, shows it's something we talked about a lot, Charlie and I, on Broad Street Hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Flyers teams of the last few years, one thing would go wrong, yeah. and they would never be able to shake it off. It would snowball, and suddenly eight things went wrong. Yeah. That looked like it could be a turning point. Uh, Couturier passes up that breakaway. I don't know if he had the angle to score, but I always think, like, get the shot. Like, one, Kachekov's not that good. Like, he's been struggling. You've already beat him a few times tonight. Get the shot. Maybe there's a rebound and Konechny gets there anyway. Whatever it is, uh, it it was a mistake on his part to try to make that pass. Mm -hmm. Play eventually goes the other way. Carolina capitalizes. Now you're going, all right. 3-1, the most dangerous lead in hockey, they always say, is two goals. But the Flyers kind of, Carolina had their chances, but I never felt as if the Flyers were in serious danger during this game. Like they get the, they get a goal right away. Mm -hmm. Nice, uh, nice, nice play 
Belpedio to Frost to tip it for the first goal, 50 seconds in. And it was a pretty even game from there. Third period, the shots went. It was it was even, it looked like, through 40 yeah. minutes. The shots went into uh, went in Carolina's favor in that third period. But that that's what happens when you're up 3-1. Like, the other team is going to carry play. They just played with a very talented team evenly and defeated them on the road to wrap up the trip now. You tell me after the San Jose game. They start this trip losing to San Jose, and I'm like, it's over. Yeah. Just start Cal Peterson every game, <laughs> trade everyone, time to start tanking. And they finish this trip 3-1-0. and I'm, I, I honestly don't even know what to think of this Still, team at this point, JP. <laughs> what did I tell you? That's so Flyers. Because literally, dude, the, only the Flyers lose to Sharks, and then pull off three quality wins in the way they did. Goals were scoring in both L.A. games. And, of course, here tonight you were able to find all, all three goals came within the first 20, 21 minutes of this game here tonight. And you had to grind it out for the, the next 39 minutes. And that's exactly what they did here tonight. They did. It was a really impressive game. Uh, during the broadcast, they made uh, – Constant references, especially in the third period, to all the blocked shots. I think the Flyers officially had 30 blocked shots in the uh, in the box score. A lot of I gotta tell you, bodies tomorrow. <laughs> I got to tell you, it felt like a ton more. Like Ryan Paling uh, is credited with four. And it's like, I don't know. The broadcast was like, he's got five in the last 10 minutes. How about, <laughs> how about Walker's assist on the first? Uh, Walker's assist. Or, uh, no, it was. A, uh, it was uh, Walker made a ton time. happen, and yeah. it was eventually Sealer who gets the assist. Yes, yes. The defense really stepped up tonight, and that's. Uh, I'm just looking at this box score, and it's just funny to see. You know, Sandheim, yep. Charlie, and I made a big deal about Travis Sandheim and like the offense he's been producing. I was asking, is he actually a Norris candidate? We see they get three points out of their uh, out of their defense tonight it's not who you think it, oh so it must have been Sanheim and York no <laughs> no it was Nick Sealer Sean Walker and Louis Belpedio uh each come away with an assist Belpedio has been good it's he it's has, hard to knock man. a guy who's been really good lately uh but it, the team it was this was one of their best played games of the season I feel like just up against the team they've had such struggles with and a team that controls play the way Carolina does. You're going to play their game. They are going to control the pace. I, I very few complaints about what the Flyers did yeah. tonight. They, the Flyers definitely did answer the call there. And that's, that's really what you want to see, man. Especially when you, when, like you said, like when it's Carolina, you know, it's a fast, it's a physical game and I'm, I'm happy that the Flyers were able to find a way. And what really helped out too, you know, it's funny because Scoring goals was a problem over the past couple before the, the LA, the two yeah. LA wins, right? But Carter Hart, although he's the goaltender, he brings confidence to everyone. And I feel like him coming back, you saw what it was. He played really well here tonight, too. He made that early save on a breakaway. That was another thing that he was like, oh, well, this could go the other way. But he made some big saves in the third period, in the first period, uh, like the first 30 minutes of this game, really, that were like, all right. We have our safety net back there. Exactly. And that's what allows, I think, the defense to be as aggressive as they are, to have the confidence that we can pinch. We can even we can take some risks. And if yeah. it doesn't go our way, it's not an automatic goal against. Like for so long, I felt like the uh the Dave Hackstall era was <laughs> like doomed from the beginning because he wanted his defensemen to be aggressive. He yeah. like that's the kind of coach he was to start. And then suddenly the goaltending just went totally awry. And it was, well, if every time we make a mistake, it's a goal, it's a goal against, we really can't be aggressive. And that kind of just doomed them from the start in the Hackstall era. And you just see what that level of goaltending yeah. can do for your confidence. Like if Travis Sanheim, it, it, there's no way he has the season he's having if he thinks, well, if I turn it over once, we're screwed. Like you can't be aggressive and be afraid to turn the puck over. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, you played the game, man. Like, when you have that goalie behind, man, it makes everything feel much more smoother. And these guys have that confidence, and it's, and it's definitely big. He played really well. Was it the the uh, the jury, Steve? Yeah. Was, like, wide open right in front of him. And I don't even know how Carter stopped that, man. Everyone just kind of stood still for a second, and all of a sudden, there's a hurricane in front, and he's like, 
oh, I'm putting this in, and he was spinning around, wasn't sure he had it, but it was under him. He freezes it, and just a, a great play. i uh, got to take a quick pause to tell you a second about our new partner, AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because, honestly, it's been... Uh, my life pre-PHLY, I had a different schedule every single day, just never had a routine. I was, I was rudderless, you know, and since, uh, since taking, since taking this job and having this opportunity to just have a little bit more of a routine, trying to get healthier. And it starts with just doing one small thing every morning. And it's, I make my AG1, just one scoop and a cup of water, and you are good to go. I haven't even showered, haven't made breakfast yet, and I feel like I've accomplished something. And I think really that's what uh, that's the best part of AG1, not to mention the uh, thousands of vitamins that are, I, I this is this is off script. I don't I don't actually know how many vitamins, but it's a bunch, and you'll just be feeling good. You'll be feeling ready to start your day. And I got to like. You have these green powders. You're, oh, it's going to be this. You have no idea what it's going to taste like. Yeah. You know, it looks, it's the color of the ground. You're like, okay, so we'll see about, it's actually really tasty. It's got a little sweetness to it, a little fruitiness to it. I really enjoy AG1. I think you will too. Uh, Listen, I've said, I've told you plenty of times before, like, I'm not the healthiest guy, but this is just a little thing I've been able to do. Uh, and it's just one scoop of AG1 for me and some water, maybe even in my coffee. Not bad. That's a, a recommendation I got from another podcast okay. that uh, that advertises AG1 that I listen to. Like, my wife likes it in coffee. I was like, well, I'm drinking coffee anyway. Let me give that a shot. <laughs> and it's actually not too bad. You know, I'm getting my dog's breakfast, medicine together in the morning. I'm good to go. All of a sudden, I feel like I've accomplished something. I've done something good for my body, and I'm ready to take on the rest of the day. Uh, giving my body the nutrition it craves. Just starting off on the right foot, I think you'll like AG1. Check out their products as soon as you can. All right. So uh, I got to hey. talk about uh, I got to talk about my bets for tonight. Yeah. We actually did pretty well overall. Drinks are on bill tonight. Yeah, guys. we actually did pretty well. We got uh, the connect me goal, which yes. was huge. Plus 165. Joel Farabee did not cash. That was 300. I was really thinking he could get one tonight, but not to be uh, Sebastian Ajo. Last I saw, he had no shots on goal, so that kind of sucked. I had him over two and a half. But Carter Hart over 29 and a half saves, and we got a point out of Morgan Frost at plus 154. So we cashed a couple couple of good payouts tonight, a couple plus monies. We got the minus 115 on Hart. So the bets are starting to come around, fam. The pregame props, I told you, last season I started off like 0-17, and and then I went on a real run. I was a little cold to start this year, but it's starting to really pay off. Off. Uh, what what do you what stood out to you? Like, what is the number one thing you took away from this game tonight, JP? I mean, I think I think for me personally, obviously, besides the effort uh, by the Flyers, uh, I mean, I, I have to mention Owen Tippett because it's been a topic throughout Philadelphia. With it's the- not a beer; it's it's an energy drink. <laughs> Drinks literally on Bill today, but like the the topic conversation on whether or not he should get the extension is seven is seven mil AV too much or not. But he's stepping up big. Four goals in his last three games. It was an absolute snipe here tonight. Like, I, I literally, like, I was like, Bill, did he really just score that? Yeah. It was that nice. So, for me, Owen Tippett continues to improve upon. Like, we, we talk also about having to play on the opposite side of where he shoots, man. And that's so hard to do. He doesn't make excuses. He goes out there. He gives his all. And he's fighting. And he's obviously got the talent as well. And. To me, Owen Tippett, he's at least my one or two star here tonight. I really like what I'm seeing out of Owen Tippett. The goals are really starting to come for him, as we all thought they would. Like, you see a guy have the success he did last season, and you're like, all right, it's going to come around. I'm starting to get a little just like... I don't know. He's not taking over games the way he was last year. I've always thought that like bigger guys for whatever reason just take a little bit to get going. To just like got to get into the grind of it. They're yeah. going to be physical. Like first couple games you're like, "Oh, here we go. I got to do 82 of these." Like yeah. and then they they finally really get into a flow. Now we're this is the 16th game of the season. He has 6 goals. He is now on the pace he needs to be on to have yeah. another successful season. And 
it's not crazy to start thinking extension. Yeah. And it's and one quick point as well. Like just keep, everyone keep in mind, like Owens upbringing in the league hasn't been the best. Like with Florida, it really didn't get a clear shot there. Then comes to Philadelphia, finally gets opportunities, but obviously it's a rebuild essentially. And so he's learning on the fly with everyone else. And so I think Owens finally take advantage of it. He's listening. And obviously Torts has some trust in Torts has been giving him some praise as well. And so I think the sky's the limit for Owen Tippett, man. And Owen Tippett, just in talking about pace, great job vamping there so I could look at his game logs from <laughs> last year. Last year through 16 games, six goals. So he is on the same pace he was last year, and we expect he's going to get it going a little bit, a, uh, a little bit stronger. Now, uh, I, I do have to talk about the lineup for tonight. Okay. Cause not a ton of complaints about what we saw on the ice. And I do think you're spot on like the, the overall effort that we saw out of this team was huge. Yeah. Like last game of the road trip. You're like, okay, it's a team they haven't beaten in a while. They wanted this one tonight. And I, I was really impressed by, they just, they went out and took it. They, they went out and took the game to a better team than them. Yeah. I was impressed by that. Uh, one of the things we've seen though, Bobby Brink now two games in a row in the press box. He's the lone scratch tonight. Uh, they sent down their extra guys. They sent down uh, Victor Mete. They sent down Cal Peterson because the team is healthy and there's only one game We're left of the, the trip. <laughs> yeah. There's only one game left of the trip. So they sent down their extra guys, Bobby Brink, the lone scratch tonight and on top of that paling and kate's switch places yes sir uh, ryan paling gets some time with farabee and lawton and noah kate's down on the fourth line between delorier and hathaway and i thought they looked pretty good as a fourth line tonight but i really liked ryan paling's game uh, very strong defensively scores the goal uh, nice to see him uh, get on the board because I've always thought there's been a little something extra there with Ryan Paling. Um, his first game in his career mm -hmm. was the final game of a season a few years ago with Montreal. He got yeah. called up for the last game of the year, scored a hat trick. So the next season, I picked him to be rookie of the year. I was like, this dude's the all-time leader in goals per game, minimum one game played. <laughs> like he scored, he's played one game, scored three goals. I'm picking him to be rookie of the year, and he's scored like 10 goals since then in like three years. The offense has just never really been there. He's been in a checking role. I was happy to see him his first game up in the lineup a little bit, contribute. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a little something else there. It's not like he's old. He's a younger guy, right, too. Right. So I'm looking forward to seeing maybe a little bit more out of Ryan Paling. And Torts obviously has some type of affection towards him as well. Oh, I mean, certainly. For him to move him to the third line as a center there, he's obviously an NHL centerman. It just seems like these are one of those type of moves where the Flyers are trying to see if they can get something out of, out of a young player here. And I agree with you, man. Ryan Paling played really well. Obviously, got the goal, first goal with the Fly guys. Love to see it as well. And we'll see. We'll see how these lines do change up. Obviously, Torts now has some options. You know, we were talking about Morgan Frost. Like, how is he going to get in? Now it's shifted points over to, in three straight. Yeah, <laughs> and now it's shifted over to Bobby Brink. How do you get him back in it? But right now, team is winning three straight. Goals are falling in. Kind of have to roll with these type of this cast that you have right now. And that's the. I'm a little worried now. And, like, I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world for Bobby Brink not to play 82 games this year. Right. Like, I never expected him to even make the team. And if it's like, okay, there is a such thing as a rookie wall. We see it in all sports. If he's going to wear down here and there, like, get him out of the lineup. You can learn by watching. Like, you can I agree. rest up and come out better next game. But we saw this with Morgan Frost. It was only going to be one or two games. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly it turns to five, six, because the team's playing really well. Start of the trip, you go, okay, well, they lost to San Jose. Uh, well, okay, they've beaten three pretty damn good teams since then. That's Two true. of the games are now without Bobby Brink. When the team is playing well and winning, coaches rarely like to switch up their lineups and here we are bobby brink maybe the odd man out like is that crazy it's it's odd and it's not the end of the world right, right now but i do think if this extends into the weekend like they got back to backs uh i think saturday sunday this week mm -hmm. like if he plays in neither of those we're going to have some upset people on the internet. Like, yeah. that's my guess. And I'm not going to be, listen, I'm not just going to put this all on like, oh, the Twitter mob. Like, <laughs> I too will be upset if Bobby Brink doesn't factor into the lineup. He's one of the, he's one of the dudes who this season is about. Like, he was, it's found true. money, him making the team, but 
I'm going to spend that money now. Yeah, <laughs> like, I found it. I'm not just going to throw it away. I want to like, I want to cash in and get to actually see Bobby Brink play. He's been really good in terms of point production. Hopefully it's only a couple of games out of the lineup. Absolutely. So the Flyers after tonight have back-to-back on Saturday and Sunday, 1 o'clock against Vegas, and then a 5.30 game against Columbus. Uh, one point I wanted to bring up, speaking of the third line, we talked about it before the air. Failing, great job. Got a, yeah. got a goal, great job. Joel Farabee, though. I had a lot of high hopes for Farabee. Obviously, last year was tough for him. You know, him coming off an injury, I think a lot of people expected. I don't know what they expected from a guy coming off of a serious injury like that. But this year's been pretty quiet. And I don't know what you do for a player like Joel Ferry to just wake him up a little bit. I think he's been okay. Like, he's scored some goals, but he's only got, I think now it's one in his last six. And you just need to see more out of him in that regard. I did like to see him. He was out on the ice at the end of the game. Like, Tortorella is going to use him in a variety of ways. It's not just in a scoring role. It's, oh, okay, we need to kill the last minute of this game with the net empty at the other end. Like, you're going to be one of the guys I use for that. But we said it before with Morgan Frost. We need you to produce offense. Like, you are here because of your scoring ability. All the yep. little stuff is good. And that's it's the extra elements that are going to keep Fro- uh, Farabee in a lineup that maybe it's like, all right, well, when Frost ain't scoring, he doesn't do anything else. Like, I do think Farabee brings some extra elements. But end of the day, he's one of the few dudes on this team who have the ability to beat a goalie with his shot or down low a number of ways. There's not a ton of that on this team. He needs to do it. Yeah. That's and especially on a team that like they struggle to score. Yeah. It's not the thing they do best. This is a team defense. It's a it's a little sure. things team, but the dudes who can score badly need to do it. I'd like to see a little more offense out of Farabee. He does look stronger this year. That that is for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely gonna give him that. And it's funny too, like, because this team is so young, like he's one of the better players too. Which is wild. That's to think like back. I was like looking at the box score of uh, the last time they beat the Hurricanes. And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, he was here then. (laughs) Like, it feels like so like, oh, 2021. But it's it was only two seasons. But he is because he made the team young and he has been around a decent amount of time. It's like, oh, he's. I count him as a veteran now. Like he's he's still a developing player, but I count him as a veteran. Yeah, you know, to cross it over Philly sports, like I, I felt like at times like Faraby was my maxi, where people were telling Maxi was untouchable. I was telling people Faraby was untouchable. So I'm gonna go harder for my guy Joel Faraby. I'm gonna see some. Listen, I bet on him to score, uh, and <laughs> it's been a little while, and I'll probably do it next game because he's bound to get sure. one eventually. It's why I took TK tonight. It'd been four in a row without a goal, and he got one. I think Faraby's due, so hopefully we see him get on another hot streak. Uh, pretty soon speaking of uh since we brought up this uh this saturday's game i gotta tell you about next saturday and that is uh saturday was it november 25th i was like 11 25 oh that's this month uh, saturday <laughs> november 25th it's a 7 30 game flyers at islanders and guess what fam we are having our first uh, bar event watch hey. party for PHLY Flyers. Uh, I hope JP is there. Charlie and I will yeah. be there for the entire game. Now, we're trying to make it so we can do our post game from there. Uh, but regardless of whether we can do the remote show or we have to come back here afterwards, we're going to be there the entire time. We're going to be mingling with everybody. It's at the new wave cafe. Uh, in order to register, check out our Twitter accounts at PHLY underscore flyers and at PHLY underscore sports. Uh, there's a link to register, but do not worry. It's all free. The, uh, the, you know, there's no cover charge or anything, but we're just trying to get a head count. So don't be freaked out when the link takes you to Eventbrite. They're not selling you tickets. It's just so we can like have a general idea of who's coming. But it's going to be a really good time. Charlie spearheaded this thing. This is his baby. He's wanted to plan some more events. Uh, and we're our first. Uh, you know, We did the tailgate last month. It's our plan to do something every month. And this is what we're doing for, uh, for November. New Wave Cafe Saturday for the 7.30 game against the, against the Islanders. Saturday, November 25th. So drinks will really Saturday. be on bill on that Saturday. Yeah, we'll see about <laughs> that <laughs> we'll see about that uh now we talked about ryan palin moving up in the lineup 
that means somebody has to move down. Now, on the broadcast, they did make a point to say mm -hmm. John Tortorella, and this is you know, Tortorella. It's very funny. Like Noah Cates is one of his guys, yeah. so he's going to protect Noah Cates. But they made a point to say, you know, Torts really likes Ryan Paling, wants to get him going a little bit. So that's why he promoted him yep. rather than saying, Yo, Noah Cates, his offense has been a disappointment. He got demoted. And it does kind of feel like that's what happened here a little bit. I do like that, honestly. I mean, I, I get it because of, like, you're, you're, when you have a young player, you got to keep an eye on the mentals, right? But for me, what it says is, like, you're going to go down there. You're going to play with Delore. You're going to play with Hathaway. Those are guys who are grit and grind type of guys. And I kind of like having Noah Cates play with those type of dudes. And, you know, tonight they had some nice shifts there. But I, obviously, what you want from Cates, score some goals. That's something we saw some from last year. And obviously, this year, hasn't it hasn't really been falling for him. So, hopefully... Maybe playing with Delorier and Hathaway, it does help. But I, I don't know how you get Cates out of, out of this slide, man. It's been a problem. It's now eight in a row that uh, that Cates has not recorded a point. That's not an, like I'm not expecting this dude to put up all star offense. Yeah, but if you're gonna be the third line center, you have to have more than what's he have two, three. You have to have more than four points. Like that's not enough. And I don't think this means, oh, well, Noah Cates, he's done. Listen, he's a fifth-round pick. He's an, he's still a guy who's a developing player. He is almost 25 years old, though. So it's getting to the point of, all right, his ceiling is, is third-line center. And maybe this is ultimately what he is. Maybe he ultimately it's, all right, we can use him in a shutdown role, and maybe he's a really good penalty killer, but... Maybe he fits better on a fourth line yeah. than a third line, but he's still a piece. Like I still like Noah Cates, sure. but it's just like maybe his ceiling's a little lower than we thought. But like, well, like we talk about with Morgan Frost and Owens, and all these young players, we need to. This is the type of year you find out exactly which. What I don't want also is to just settle on players because these are guys, these are homegrown guys, these are guys that we drafted, we want to develop. No, I mean you ha you're gonna have draft picks, you're gonna have opportunities to go find those guys. So I do hope that if it's not Cates, that we can re recognize that, and then we can move forward from that, too. I hope that as well. Uh, while we're talking about <laughs> the negatives, I guess, and there mm. were very few. Like, I don't want this to seem like I have a ton of complaints, but it is just things that uh, look at... a young team. Yeah, things that I'm looking at here. Um, <laughs> the Flyers' power play... I just, I had the, I think they finished, I think they only had one opportunity tonight. I yeah. just exited out of the box score. Uh, but they're 0 for 1, mm -hmm. and that is now eight consecutive games. They have failed to score a power play goal. Uh, during one of the intermissions tonight, I went back and looked at all the box scores. <laughs> they have power play goals in three of 16 games this year. They have gone... Without a goal in the power play, 13 times. That is absolutely freaking insane. They don't have one in the month of November. Uh, the last time they scored on the power play was uh, October 28th against Anaheim. They went one for four that night. That's the game before against Minnesota. They went two for three. So it was like, okay, power play's coming around. They're, they're what, three for their last seven. That's pretty good. Well, since then, they've gone eight straight without a goal. And this is one of the, like, I look at what Travis Sanheim's doing. He leads the team in points and assists. His, uh, like, even strength scoring, uh, last I checked, his rank was Sunday. Like, his five-on-five five even strength numbers tied with Quinn Hughes, mm -hmm. only behind Victor Hedman. Like, these are Norris Trophy caliber yeah. dudes. He's the best defenseman in the league. He's right there with them in terms of production. None of it's like he's got one or two power play. If this power play scored a little, Travis Sanheim would be looked at it as like, yo, this guy's got 20 points already. Like he's one of the, like he's, he's scoring at the same rate as Quinn Hughes. Yeah. Like that's what we'd be looking at with him right now. And it's just, they are freaking dreadful. It's crazy how bad they are in the power play. I mean, Bill, for most of my adult life, they, it's been it's been a bad it's been a bad unit. That's fair. I always look at like that Chuck Fletcher interview where they ask him about the power play, and he's like, "Well, you know, even way well before I got here, power play's been an issue." It's like, "Well, no shit, Chuck. Yeah. That's why you're hired to fix that problem." But it, it, it's it, I think for this iteration of the power play, I do think it's a combination of just youth and just confidence. I, I think. It, it can be a mental block because, like, at a certain point, 
when you when you round out like those stats that you just did, at some point it has to be all up here, man. No, the, I, I guarantee you there's at least a thought in dudes' heads now. Like arm goes up and they're like, shit. Like, you know, like I, I just, it's almost like, can we decline it? Can we just like, I don't know. It take a min- watch. In the third period, if we get a power play, I'm like, what if we just took two minutes off the clock? <laughs> what if we just were like, you know what? There's two fewer minutes in this game now. Rather than waste the time, we're just going to say we didn't give up a goal. Would everyone be cool with that? Like, I'm just trying to come up with, like, how did it? It's, it's just crazy to me. And we've talked, like, listen, high-end talent is what wins on the power play and the Flyers wouldn't be rebuilding if they had those guys. Yeah. They don't, and that's at least part of it. Eight games without a goal, though, you have more players than the other team. It's almost impossible. Like you, You'd look into one. Eight games without a power play goal is freaking nuts. Phil, so Andrew's comment sums it up perfectly. Does Pico even still sponsor? <laughs> it's, it's, listen, if um, my... <laughs> I had some run-ins with Pico when I was in charge of the electric bill in college. And I got to tell you, they're real quick to pull that plug. (laughs) One of them actually, one of them actually was, uh, it happened twice and my roommates were so mad. I was like, why'd you put me in charge of the electric? Like, put me in charge of the wood or something. Like, uh, you know, like, what are we doing? One of them was actually, I came home from work and two of my roommates are outside listening to Flyers Blackhawks 2010 final on the radio in their car. They have like the car door open and they're sitting there. I just pull up. I'm like, what's wrong? You you pay the electric bill. Ah, shit. They got us. So you knew this was going to happen. I was like, well, yeah, man, I, we had a lot of expenses this month, you know, (laughs) like, yes, the electricity, but anyway, uh, yeah, honestly, I would be, if I was like the CEO of Pico, I'd be like, we can't, this is making us look bad. This is, (laughs) this is making us look ridiculous. We look bad as you guys. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So that's, that is a funny one. Like, uh, Bill is paying his Pico bills, guys. Yeah, I do now. I pay my bills now because, like, my wife's in charge of the bills. <laughs> <laughs> the money goes in the account. The money comes out of the account. I know nothing about it, but the electricity's on, so it must be getting paid. Uh, <laughs> I guess now is a uh, a good time. I don't know how to transition to tell you about Hero Bread, uh, but listen, <laughs> I think uh, I think this time of year we can all use a little help making some better decisions. I know. You there's football every Sunday, tons of hockey games. You know, it's quarter to 11. I'm sitting here drinking an energy drink. Like, <laughs> holiday parties coming up. We have our friends giving party here, what, tomorrow? Yeah. I'm sure that's not going to be, like, the healthiest thing in the world no. for me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be taking in a lot of calories. I'm going to be making some bad diet decisions. Uh, you know, maybe... Taking in a lot of carbs as a beverage, perhaps. I'm told that that's not the best choice for maintaining a healthy lifestyle. And that's where Hero Bread comes in. Hero makes sliced breads, buns, and tortillas that are available on Hero.co and Amazon. Uh, I've been making a ton of quesadillas with the tortillas, but all of their products have hit the spot for me. This bread is soft, fluffy, and delicious. And right now, Hero Bread is offering the PHLY fam 10% off their first order. Just go to Hero.co and use our code PHLY to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O co to save 10% today with code PHLY. All right, so uh, I guess it's time to get to my three stars of this game. Let's go. I got to give star number three to Carter Hart. Yes. Uh, what he obviously he cashed my over 29 and a half saves bet. That is first and foremost the most important thing. But he really just, I didn't think there were a ton of. Super high danger chances for Carolina. I thought the Flyers did a great job of kind of keeping the puck to the outside. But on the occasions in which they had some real, real good scoring chances, Carter Hart stepped up, and uh, he looked awesome when he had 31 saves tonight. So Carter Hart is star number three. Blame the fish. Yeah. (laughs) Star number two, 
I'm going to go with Travis Sanheim. Uh, no points, and I did bet him to score a point. Didn't come up on that one. But he plays 28 minutes tonight in a game that doesn't go to overtime, and he was really strong in the defensive end. Yeah. Uh, we talk a ton about the offense he's producing. It's always easiest to be like, oh, look at him, putting up points and you know, scoring goals. He had that real nice goal, I think, against uh, Anaheim uh, the other night where he just walked in. His aggressiveness on offense has been awesome. He's doing so many little things defensively that are really standing out, whether it's I saw an opportunity tonight where he stole a puck down low and instead of just clearing it up the boards, skated it out of trouble smoothly, found someone breaking up the neutral zone, just put it in a spot that only they could make a play on it. Like he's just playing real smart, confident hockey. Love what I'm seeing out of Travis Sanheim. Overall, like the defensive unit played well, but Sanheim led the way for sure. I really, really liked what I saw out of him in the uh, defensive zone, even though he didn't score any points tonight. And finally, I got to go with Ryan Paling. Uh, Listen, man, he had a ton of blocks. He scores his first goal. He's one of those hardworking guys who never will get the credit he deserves. But I thought he played a hell of a game tonight. Uh, Four blocks I saw uh, in the box score, I believe. It was like five or six, but okay. Four is a decent number as well. He was good, and he dominated in the face-off circle. I think he only lost like three yeah. face-offs, uh, like 15 of 18, something like that. He was really, really good in the uh, in the face-off circle as well. And he was 72.2%. Yeah, 70, over 72%, and that is that is an area in which the Flyers have struggled this year is in the uh, face-off circle, so maybe he yeah. can help them get that together. That's just... One less hole this team has. And I've been joking, you know, basically since the first game of the season that uh, this team's actually going to make the playoffs. But should we look uh, at the standings? Like, I, it's hard to look at, like, they're going to be inconsistent and they'll probably go on another little streak of like losing five out of six. But probably. when this team plays well, you just look at them and go, there's not. Like, yes, they do not have superstar talent. They don't have a dude who can just take over games if they play poorly. It's like, yeah, but, you know, McDavid had a hat trick, so we win. Like, they're going to lose when they don't have that right. full-team game. But they're really bringing it to start this season. They have played better. They have played well far more times than they've played poorly. The torts effect? It. He's definitely coaching. Like, they don't have enough good players to be like, oh, well, of course. Like, he's definitely coaching his ass off right I, now. I, I do think what helps, too, because, like, I, I, like personally, I felt like Alain Vigneault was a good coach. But I felt like the roster and the situation in general was not conducive. But I feel like this situation here, Tortorella's imprint on this roster, you can clearly tell. And these guys are buying into it. And I think that's what's helping. Obviously, talent has to come. And that's definitely going to come for sure. But I, these guys are responding to Torts. And right now, the Flyers are six points behind the New York Rangers who are in first place in the Metro. Six points behind the New York Rangers. That's, I mean, the Rangers are off to an awesome start. They've looked great, and you're three games behind. Like, that ain't bad. (laughs) That's not bad at all, you know? Uh, So I... It's hard not to be impressed with what you've seen out of the Flyers to this point. That's the one thing that I'll just, like... No matter how this season goes, they have already beat my expectations. <laughs> Just in terms of how they've played the team game, the amount of dudes who have bought in, like there were there were question marks for me. Okay. Like they move on from Hayes, they move on from Provorov, D'Angelo, guys who maybe didn't fit, whether it was what the coach was looking for, didn't fit the locker room, whatever it might be. But there were still question marks. The coach didn't love Travis Sanheim last year. Mm-hmm. Cam York was up and down. Yeah. Morgan Frost was excellent for 55 games, and the coach was like, yeah, he's all right. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it was, it was all right, we'll see how this all plays out. And there's more young guys who are going to be coming up, but the amount of progression I've seen, like in the individuals, awesome. Mm-hmm. It's been really nice to see. But just in the overall team game, Tortorella is doing a great freaking job, man. And that's what he does, man. He builds a culture where he goes and sometimes it does rub players the wrong way. And that's when you hear players kind of voice their opinions about it. But these guys are young and, and obviously like guys like, you know, guys like Coots, like they're just tired of just freaking going through just 
dysfunctional franchise or dysfunctional situation after dysfunctional situation. He's been situation. here so long, that poor son of a bitch. Poor guy, man. And so <laughs> at this point, like Torts has got winning pedigree. Like he's he's he wants to do whatever it takes, man. And and, and then you can clearly tell that. But no, I love what I love what Torts has been doing. I, I'm curious to see what the future does hold. Like this Torts here long term, but obviously with this bunch, with this core. A, the the lasting effect is there, man. It is, and uh, maybe you're saying, "Damn, this team is better than I was expecting." I want to go check them out. Well, you have a couple of great opportunities to do it this weekend, starting Saturday against the defending champ, LA Golden Knights or LA Golden Knights, Vegas nice. Golden Knights. Uh, the defending champ, Vegas Golden Knights. They're coming to town. That's going to be a good game. Oh, yeah. uh, whether you just want to see an awesome team in Vegas or you want to see how the Flyers look against such a team. You should do it by shopping at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. And I said this a couple of days ago, but it bears repeating. Something I love about game time, just small thing. One, it's not like nine clicks to like, okay, and then next, and then okay. And then you finally figure out how much they're charging you. And it's like, oh, shit, I already bought it. Like... <laughs> You know, it's like two, you tap your phone two times, you know how much it's going to be, and you have your tickets done easy, very, uh, very efficient. I'm a big fan of Game Time. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee i almost used game time last weekend i was gonna go to a concert i figured it was still too much even after game time but it was convenient using game time charlie texted me and told me he actually went to his concert tonight using game time there you go there you go um tyson forster this guy guy. is playing so well and yet just cannot find the back of the net to save his life created a few more so chances frustrated. tonight had a few opportunities uh, he's out there with couturier uh I- i'm liking what i'm seeing out of him but at a certain point he has to score i do wonder you know, like we just we just heard uh, john tortorella say yeah, Morgan Frost, he's got to produce offense to stay in the lineup. That's what he brings. Now, I would say Tyson Forster, better all-around player. Yeah. But he's not producing any offense. And you're choosing no. to now, we talked about Bobby Brink earlier. You're choosing to scratch Bobby Brink, who, yeah, his play definitely has dipped. And I don't think it's the end of the world that he sat, like I said. Right. But he's a good player who has produced for you to this point. He's in the top 10 still in the rookie scoring. Mm-hmm. Forster, I wonder if a night off is in the cards for him soon, especially with Ryan Paling now playing well, moving up in the lineup, like you're juggling some guys around. I wonder if Forster's the next one to kind of take a seat for a day or two. I mean, you mentioned Bobby Brink sitting up in the club club seats and how beneficial that is from seeing from that point of view. Maybe Forster can benefit from that. You know, when it comes to like confidence blocks like right now, sometimes just like an ugly goal definitely helps, but that's not falling either overall i was going to bring this up as well the crazy part about tonight bill we only had 24 shots on goal compared to carolina's 32 so in general i mean we weren't even putting up a lot of shots and yet we still found a way to get the win but for forrester i'm i'm with you i think you need you need to sit him out a little bit just to calm down just let him know it's going to be okay you're you're gonna be fine relax take this one out and come back to the next one and let's see if we can get that goal in there but yeah i'm with you man he was with with coots and cam and still couldn't get that in. That's uh, I wonder, like, I kind of almost wonder why Tortorella hasn't played that card yet with Forster. Like, he's right. played it with Frost. He's played it with Zamola. He's now playing Forster? it with Brink. Like, he just really, really liked Tyson Forster last year. And Charlie and I talked about this on our last show. Like, 
He's not scoring, but the detail, like you can sometimes, like all of a sudden you're not scoring, so you start cheating for offense. Maybe you leave the zone a little early. You neglect the details of your game because you just so badly want a goal. You're frustrated. It seems like the little things he's starting to do better. Like he's actually becoming a more complete player because he isn't scoring. And I wonder if like Tortorella is just, I need him to score but I can't actually point to what he's doing wrong. Like he's doing everything right. The puck's just not going in. I just got to keep putting him out there, I guess. But I am wondering when we get to the point, because he's played this card. He's played it with a lot of guys. I wonder when we get there with him. Uh, And with back-to-backs, again, like the back-to-back Saturday and Sunday, Two games in a row, always a good excuse to uh, get somebody else yeah. in or out of the lineup. And you would think like a night like tonight with Kuchetov starting, you, maybe a goal would fall in, but it just unfortunately did not happen. That's, the way it went early, it was, oh, so Flyers are going to score a ton in this game. Two and then Kuchetov basically, he closed the first period with like that glove pad stack mm. save, which would have made the game 3 nothing after the first. And uh, he was pretty good from there on out. So it's hard to... Uh, he struggled this year. Carolina goaltending has struggled in general, but after the first period, he was strong. I thought. Yeah, man. Uh, one more point two. TK. He finally got out of that nine. He was on that nine goals like uh, run for a little bit. Gets one more. Now he's at ten. I think that puts him in the top ten again in goal scoring for the year. So we'll keep an eye on that for TK. Absolutely. That's the the Konechny goal tonight was, uh, was nice. He just Hard scores in so many ways. Like if I'm if. I'm John Tortorella trying to show Tyson Forster, like, this is what I'm showing. I'm like, listen, yeah, TK can score from the outside. He's got a nice shot. He's a very good playmaker. He creates offense in a ton of ways. And sometimes you just got to go to the net and, and tip one in, get a deflection, something just to get yourself going. Like, I'm using TK as that example, uh, just that one goal tonight. Like, it's not uh, your classic TK goal, but it was such a hardworking shift. I was glad to see yeah, that it dude. paid off for him at the end. Uh, he ends up getting the point. Uh, he ends up getting the goal. But I, that's just one of those, this is what you need to do. A- anyone who's having trouble scoring right now, Look at what Travis Konechny does. Yeah, man, that that shift was great, man. They kept like the puck in like three separate times, and and you wound up getting the goal there. So definitely big, and yeah, hopefully that can hopefully Forrester can learn from that as well, man. It's it's good to see. It's good to see him uh, at least. It doesn't appear as if he's losing confidence. At least he's doing all the little things well. Uh, I, that's. Really, I didn't have too much else. Was there anything? I guess Igor Zamula uh, didn't love his game tonight. Had one really tough yeah. turnover. Right um, the blue line there too. It, it looks to me like when Mark Stahl comes back, which could be this weekend. Right. Igor Zamula might be the guy who's sitting up in the press box. I'm, I'm with you too, Ryan. You know, shouts to Charlie. We got the update on Risto and on Mark both day to day. Mark probably be back sooner than than Risto because obviously Risto hasn't even played this year. But yeah, Mark would be big just because you talk about veteran leadership, man. That guy's been playing this league for for quite a bit here. And that would definitely be big having him come back. And I'd like just looking at the defense usage tonight, like Sanheim twenty eight thirty one, uh, York twenty one fifty four, Sean Walker twenty four oh three. Sealer and Belpedio both over 15 minutes and then Zamula just the odd man out under 12 minutes like he's very much being used like a sixth defenseman right now and I don't think he's long for this lineup at least as an everyday player I really like Igor Zamula uh, but maybe he is just a sixth defenseman maybe he does just need a couple of days off like whatever it might be but that's what this year's for like exactly. it is about just finding out what guys are. Igor Zamula was an undrafted free agent, seven rounds of a draft, 30 plus teams. He was not taken. I like what I've seen out of him throughout his career. I like his progression and the flyers have invested enough time and effort into developing him that it's absolutely worth playing him to find out. But if you find out he's not that good, all right, like not everyone's going to be part of this thing. That's right. I just, I, I want to know, and that's why I want to see him continue to stay in the lineup, but I will absolutely understand 
yeah, when Mark Stahl comes back, when Risto comes back, suddenly we have seven, eight guys. If he's not one of the six every night, so be it. Um, I'm that's and that's that's my mindset. Like if they're not it, gotta find you gotta find some some other answer. And it's may not it may not be this year, but it uh, it could be next year as well. So I'm right there with you, man. You know, it just it just hasn't been. I don't think I don't think Zamula has looked great for the last couple of games. But it's real easy for you to look great. You gotta just shop at Foco, man. Foco has the absolute best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. Whether you're looking for team apparel for the season ahead, they've got overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, anything you're looking for for game day. Or maybe you need some of the uh, accessories, toys, collectibles, or novelty items they've got for your man cave, she shed, or podcast set. You've got to use Foco for all your team gear needs. Foco always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in the description of the show. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code PHLY for 10% off. That's promo code PHLY at Foco. I love them. You will too. I just haven't found anything quite as good as get your overalls yet. <laughs> real, real quick, Bill. I think a lot of Flyers fans also had their eye on the OHL tonight as well. Man, the uh, <laughs> Oliver Bonk, I we were told, and Charlie kind of pushed back on this when the it was okay. He's not a dynamic offensive player, but. Uh, it was kind of being framed like, oh, the Flyers got a stay-at-home defenseman with a first-round pick. What are they doing? And it's like, it looks like he's a lot more than yeah. that. He's He's got a shot. He's been making plays for them. Between him and Denver Barkey, uh, it's going to be fun over the next couple of years as they continue to incorporate more and more of these young dudes in. So tonight while we were playing Carolina, Denver and Oliver both had two goals each. So just to just to tickle your fancy out there, Flyers Nation, these guys are balling. Just four goals between two of their top <laughs> prospects in one game. That's not bad. Not bad at all. And it's future's bright. The man. future is bright, man. We just got to get there. I want this thing to come together so much. I guess that's why, like when they lose to the Sharks, I was so upset. Right. Because it is the most flyer. I mean, they did it a couple of years ago. Exact same scenario against Arizona. They started the year 0-10 and won and lost to them. So it's like, it's fun. this is not, it's not a crazy thing for the Flyers. And they are a rebuilding team. It's not like they have cup aspirations or anything. But when I see a game like that. Sharks were bad at that yeah, point. Yeah, they're freaking bad. I see a game like that and I get as upset, even knowing all the things I know. I get as upset as I do because it's like. Oh, no, is the rebuild going to take even longer than I think it is? Right. But I see things like this and go, there is light at the end of the tunnel. There, JP, there's freaking light straight, at the guys. end of the tunnel. Three straight, guys. Uh, three straight on the road to end this road trip. Some of the you know prospects are looking good. Owen oh, Tippett looks like he's going to get his extension. Sean Couturier's back. Carter Hart's back. All is peachy, man. All is peachy. And that's uh, that's about all the time we have for you on PHLY Flyers post game tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. I don't remember what time. Uh, I have it written down somewhere, but <laughs> it'll be Charlie back in the studio with me tomorrow for our typical live two thirty. Hey. I think I really think I knew that. And Thanks, Bray. Yeah, Bray. That's why you're the best in the business. Uh, so thank you very much to our producer, Bray. Thank you to JP. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, follow us uh, on Twitter, phly underscore flyers. Make sure you subscribe to this uh, this here YouTube page so you never miss a live show. You know where to find 10, the thousand subscribers. Ten thousand subscribers. Thank you guys. Congratulations to you, the uh, the original ten thousand. Hopefully, hey. you all tell your friends and we get another ten go, in man. the uh, in the coming days. I love that'll it. That'll do it for us. My name is Bill Matz for JP Zapata. Have a great week, Philly. See you guys. <laughs> 